Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, we have a special guest with us once again today, uh, Carrie. Carrie McCauley is with us. Now, we had him on a few weeks ago. He is the ferry pilot. He has a book to prove it. And is uh, and he's with us once again here on Just Plane Ra- Radio. Kerry, uh, welcome. How are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. I'm doing good. How are you doing? All right. We're doing okay. You know, managing through the holidays, you know, kind of in holiday mode. We've got a few little Christmas ditties to share with everybody today. Uh, annoy them or put them in the mood. Take your pick. And we apologize in advance for that. However, we are happy to have you along for the ride today. Now, since Kerry uh, was on with us, a uh, few, you know, last time he actually hit the big leagues and uh, did a thing with AOPA. What what was the video that you did with them? What was it called? It was one of their real pilot stories, uh, video productions. It was called Pressure Over the Atlantic. It recounts a story I had, a little incident over, over the North Atlantic one night. And we, yeah, we actually teased a, a little bit of that last time we spoke. And just to refresh everybody's memory, that's where you had to actually get out and start, what, sucking on pipes in your airplane to get to, <laughs> get to your destination? How, how did that work? Or was close, it sucking close. or blowing? What were I you was doing? blowing. Blowing, okay. <laughs> and I had to pressurize my ferry tank uh, manually because my ram air tube had become misaligned with the fuselage and so I had to resort to good old-fashioned lung power to get well, me across the ocean. Well, that blows, literally. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting story. Uh, look it up on AOPA, that uh, flight pilot story. It's pretty interesting stuff. So uh, we have that, and uh, that's his claim to fame, among other things. He wrote about it in his book, Ferry Pilot, which is uh, maybe a great gift idea during the holidays, I would imagine. You pick it up on Amazon, right, uh, Carrie? Absolutely. com is the website they can go to, get the links to that, or just do a search on Amazon uh, for him as well. All right, Dennis, now you actually have some connections to Carrie that you didn't even know last time we had him on. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, what I didn't realize is that uh, he was a neighbor. Um, Carrie is actually based out of uh, Baldwin, Wisconsin, which is on the good side of the uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin border. He's he's the smart one living in Wisconsin. All right, so he was on the good side of the tracks. You are on the the bad side, and decided That's to right. leave the area. Is that what how, how this worked out, or what? Well, something along that line. I mean, uh, when we had him on last, I was still a Minnesota resident, and uh, his airport is uh, probably most famously known as one of the busiest drop zones in the Minneapolis area if you're into skydiving. So everybody's got Skydive Twin Cities uh, bumper stickers, including yeah. my neighbor's son. And, uh, you know, just kind of that that connection that you didn't realize was there. Okay. Well, and it's probably, he, it was probably good he didn't know uh, at the time. Yeah, he might not have come on the show that first time, <laughs> exactly. and then he wouldn't have gone gotten into the big leagues on AOPA if it hadn't been for us, right? Right, right. And I tell you, you know, since uh, Dennis has come to town, come to Florida, so to speak, where uh, I'm based, and the rest of uh, the Just Plain Radio crew are based in Orlando, he's brought the cold weather with him. Damn you, Dennis! What I'm is the wrong gift with that you? Keeps giving. 
I'll tell you what, man. I, I mean, it's better than where uh, Carrie is today. So I guess, uh, you know, we'll count our blessings because it, it's a little colder for you. Right, Carrie, still up in your neck bit. of the woods? We're, yeah. It's nicer than normal, but uh, cold weather's coming. All right. Well, uh, glad we're not you. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, Carrie, what have you been up to then? I mean, uh, lately, are you, are you kind of down for the holidays? Are you in holiday mode as well? Are you flying a lot or what are you doing right now? Not doing a lot of flying, uh, closed up the drop zone at the end of October. November is deer hunting season though. I spent a lot of time in the woods hunting the wily whitetails. Okay. All right. Well, you got that for sure. And then is, is, what about you, Dennis? What have you been doing lately other than trying to keep your airplane up in the air? You're settled in your new, you know, air park down there in Fort Myers, are you, are you flying around like a maniac or what? I wouldn't say maniac, but I'm finding every excuse possible. Uh, one of the neighbors called me up uh, on Sunday wanting to know if I wanted to go for a ride. And of course, yes, I do. And so I hopped in his bonanza for a little trip to uh, Sebring and back. And, you know, any excuse to go fly, I'm, I'm there. And, you know, obviously there's projects on the airplane that I need to work on. And so just enjoying the fact that I don't even have to go to the airport anymore to just walk out to the garage and can pop the cowl off the plane or go update a database. And well, flying season for you now is a uh, year round. Is that the case correct. for you, Carrie, or are you kind of down for the count for a while? You figure. Uh, winter time is usually annual time. I'm going to get my queener out here. As soon as we get done here, go run around the patch a few times, then yeah. uh, start tearing it apart. Usually wintertime is maintenance okay when you say tearing her apart you don't mean yourself you're you have a mechanic you do have to do that or you do this stuff on your own too i do a lot of tearing apart myself yeah um i don't have my amp rating i did take all the written exams just never did the practical wow but i do uh i do a lot of maintenance myself but mostly i i tear it apart so i can do a better job of cleaning and inspecting and then turn it over to professionals who know their magic knowing which uh, tubes you got to blow into uh, yep, and that yep. kind of thing. <laughs> Gotta yeah. know your aircraft. And once again, what is your aircraft again? Got a 1960 BE 65 Queen Air, which is the piston version of a King Air. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's a pretty meaty uh, aircraft then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big old beast. It's got the IO 720 Excalibur conversion on its big eight cylinder engines. Sounds great. It sounds like a warbird when it's rumbling past you. Nice. And what kind of range and, uh, well, how many people can you take up in this thing? It's legal for nine passengers, but I only have six seats. But it's it's a really great twin because you can put six big adults in there, mm-hmm. all the bags they want to carry, got a relief tube so they yeah. can drink beer the whole time. It's got <laughs> great range. Um, fully de-iced, you know, it's just a big old monster. Okay. And it flies wait, 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 back up a little bit. This relief tube, I, I can't help but ask. Uh, yes, you, yes, Greg, that you have is a tendency, what you think it is. Yeah, do you have a tendency to fly over the, the Great White North and, and plant some yellow snow for the holidays? Or what? Oh, yeah, we leave uh, yellow contrails around, you know, it's uh, chemtrails, really. Yeah, I love that. It works great. I put it on autopilot. I'll walk in the back, you know, get rid of some excess coffee, go back up front. Works awesome. That is amazing. Yeah, you know, that sounds like the kind of aircraft we need, Dennis. He, you know, Dennis has a a Mooney two hundred one, and it's a very efficient aircraft. Uh, fuel burn is amazing. Not much more than you know than a four wheeler. You know, as far as like a big truck <laughs> driving down the highway, it gets about the same mileage uh, per gallon. It's better mileage than my truck did. Yeah. And, uh, but the problem is, of course, you get me and Dennis in there and maybe some dive gear and, and that's it. 
uh, you you could actually travel with some like a group of four divers, go hop, you know hop throughout the Caribbean, fish, dive, whatever you want to do. Is that your kind of thing uh, you do too, Carrie, or no? Oh, for sure. That's what I got for the Caribbean, Alaska, uh, skiing out west. And you can put six real guys in there. I mean, it'll fill up. We took all our gear out after a ski trip one time, and it filled the back of a pickup truck. Plus, everybody had bag bags on their lap. Awesome. The pickup truck was smaller than my airplane. Well, there you go. I, I, I don't know. And what's the fuel burn with a twin like that? I mean, it's, pretty much all of it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's probably not the most efficient it, aircraft no. in the skies. So yeah, is there fifty gallons now? There's a seat for the, your mortgage broker so that you can take out a loan every time you go to fill it up. <laughs> Pretty much. This is this is not the plane to just go out uh, bopping around with. This is yeah. the go fast with a bunch of guys playing. Well, yeah. And so it top out at what speed? About 190, okay. 190 knots. So and you said uh, 50 okay. gallons an hour thereabouts. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, you but, know. But, you know, efficiency wise, you know, when you think of it, you can put six real people in there. Yeah. It actually works out about the same as smaller planes. You put less people in, so. I like it. Well, I think we found a new pilot friend there, Dennis. What do you think? We certainly did. Do you when scuba dive? Or Florida, you, you can pick us up. Do you just, uh, you know, ski and hunt? What do you do there? Oh, I, I love diving. I, I right. go on the Caribbean uh, once a year, try to hit a different island every year. So, oh, wow. yeah, let's uh, make a trip of it. I'll stop by, grab you guys, and we'll go hit an island. There you go. We're flying formation with uh, Dennis's Mooney. Just for the hell of Perfect. it, Dennis? Or you Why just not? Wanna- be a passenger on this one yeah you know i could use some twin time too okay all right we'll put in uh, put a plan in action for the new year all right more coming up on just plain radio stay close just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Boy, these gusty winds appear to be playing havoc with that giant nutcracker float. At this point, I can't even see the nuts. They must have blown away. Oh, 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 and the bottle of rum. Santa's run off to the Caribbean. Be weak in the tropics and he'll be all right. Sporting a tan as he rides out of sight. Merry Christmas to all and to all. Good night. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis, and our special guest, Carrie McCauley. Uh, CarrieMcCauley.com. The ferry pilot. Uh, he wrote a book. He's been on TV as a, you know, he's done everything. And he's nice enough to join us here during the holidays as one of our, uh, you know, unofficial crew members here at Just Plane Radio this week. So uh, being a ferry pilot, you know, he just found out about his Queen Air uh, aircraft. Sounds like that's a great, um, you know, uh, perfect airplane to grab a bunch of dive buddies, travel throughout the Caribbean, which has been my ultimate goal. Uh, I don't know if that aircraft, probably a little bigger than, I was thinking for for my uh, initial needs. I mean, I've kind of zeroed in on a Grand Caravan or a, a Quest Kodiak is kind of the first step in that direction. Do you think that's still a good plan or should I go bigger like you, Carrie, when I finally do uh, get back in the cockpit and start training for that type stuff? What do you think? No, those are those are some pretty good planes. Actually, the cabin in the Queen Air and the Kodiak Caravan are all relatively similar in size. Yeah, okay. Um, just the Queeners, a lot cheaper to act, <laughs> cheaper to buy up front because nobody wants them. It's the, it's the wrong plane for most missions. And yeah, well, and, and I would imagine uh, is the fuel burn about the same on those? No, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I mean the caravan's about sixty-five gallons an hour. Queen Air's fifty gallons an hour. So okay, all right. So it just depends on how much you can afford or how much. Right. Uh, what is uh, Captain Keith's credit card limit? He's one of the other guys that I sponge off all the time exactly. carry just so you know so yeah. how does the uh, the maintenance cost you know obviously it's more than just the fuel the care and feed well he does costs, it himself uh, dennis you heard him <laughs> yeah that's how it's not too bad i've had the plane for 10 years and haven't had any real big problems uh you know those il 720s are some pretty bulletproof engines and they'll, they'll hopefully just, go forever yeah if you keep them uh, uh cleaned up and maintained and all that kind of good stuff it's working well for you well you know it says a lot for someone who's been around as long as you doing this kind of stuff and i you know that's not the only aircraft you have you say uh you're telling me during the break you have a 182 and uh what was the other one a 206 a 206 so those are your kind of your fun little uh i don't know well you skydive out of the 206 is that what you were saying too yes uh both the 182 and 206 are primarily jump planes although can throw the seats in them. I've taken that 206 to Alaska and the 182 uh, various places. Nice. Yeah. So are these uh, aircraft that you found in your uh, travels as a ferry pilot? And because of all those connections, you like uh, someone wanted you to ferry a uh, plane around here to there. And you're like, hey, you know, that's one. That's pretty good. I I, I would take that if you want to sell it to me cheap. You kind of work them deals on your own like that. Is that how this happened? Where you you ended up with three different aircraft, or no? No, no. The 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 one eighty two and the two hundred six. Um, I've actually had a number of those over the years. They've all been skydiving. Pretty much the mainstay of the skydiving industry for a long time. I mean, the bigger places are using turbines now. Like we lease a grand a caravan for most of our jumping in the summer. 
the Queener, though, I, that was another skydive plane. I flew jumpers out of a one similar to it one year and really loved it. And when it came time to fi- buy a twin that I could haul the family around the world in, settled on a Queener because it's just a big old monster hunk of metal. Yeah. 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 And I would imagine a lot more comfortable for the family. Too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Especially, you know, my dad's getting a little older and it's got air stairs. So you can actually walk upstairs and walk around in the plane yeah. versus trying to cram yourself into something like a, like a Mooney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, don't, you don't climb into a Mooney. You more or less wear it. it it's kind of like exactly. a clown car situation. You know, there's slip little, it on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you keep so talking nice. about these, uh, skydiving things and that's where you, uh, you you are in Minnesota in a, a skydiving capital is that your business or are you flying or are you jumping out of them what are you doing yes all yes, of the all above three. all really? of the above yeah wow. i own the school uh, skydive twin cities in baldwin wisconsin and i'm am the chief pilot although i don't do a lot of the flying i'm kind of the backup pilot yeah. mostly i jump uh, i'm a skydive instructor do tandems teach uh, teach skydiving and Wow. I see that was, I didn't know, Carrie. I mean, I always thought you were that ferry pilot. He he'd got, a, got introduced to us here at Just Plain Radio because of his uh, ferry pilot story uh, book that is uh, on Amazon that we were talking about earlier. So you, I didn't know you're a big time into the skydiving thing. And I'm sure everybody's thinking like, why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? You've heard that more than a million times, I would imagine by now, right? Yeah, but we don't. We jump out of one of mine. Okay. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I do a lot of jumping. I made about uh, 700 jumps this summer alone. Even that's even with being shut down for two months in COVID. So. Wow. That, that I'll tell you what, that has been on my list. Dennis, what say you? You know, I think I would rather be the guy driving the airplane and throwing you out of it. Um, I, I think my odds are better. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I, it has, uh, the whole skydiving thing has been on my list. I, I've actually oh, yeah. wanted to do the uh, world's, uh, biggest uh, giant stride entry as a scuba diver. Um, you probably heard about this before, where you jump out of the airplane, skydiving, and directly into the water, and go yeah. uh, from one extreme to the other, even though probably from a health standpoint, it's probably not the safest thing to do. But I always no, thought I've, that'd be cool. You know, I've got a number of water jumps, never ready to scuba diving, but a fr- few friends of mine went down to, did that down to the Blue Hole off Belize. Oh, yeah. Skydiving there, and the boats are waiting for you. They, Take your gear off, put the scuba gear on, and keep going. How about that? See, you, you, uh, you know, this guy needs to be a part of our team, I think, Dennis. Part of our little think, dive team. I think so. And uh, I've been doing some of my research around the uh, neighborhood here, and Airglades has got a very active uh, drop zone, and I happen to now know the people in charge of that. So if you want to jump out of a plane, I know people. We can get you, We can make this happen. Who are you talking to, him or me? I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, you're down there right by him. I, you kind of test the waters. <laughs> well, I know one of the pilots that flies for this drop zone. So, uh, okay. All right. You know. Well, I, I'm game. I'm game to give it a go at least once. I mean, that no, maybe that's, I figure I'll try anything once. The, the trick is, do you live through it to be able to do it a second time? <laughs> but, uh, but it, it, you know, it's, it's definitely always been something on my list, you know, as much as learning how to fly has been too. <laughs> So I got to get, uh, probably get through the, the flying part first and then I'll think about jumping out of them. Right. Dennis, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think, uh, from a uh, amount of effort required, I think it'd be a lot easier to get you to knock off the jump on a bucket list. Cause you, we just chain you up to somebody and just, it's just going to happen Right. where we try to get you out to the airport and it doesn't happen. 
So I think, <laughs> I think I got better odds with the skydiving lesson. Well, okay. I, you know, it doesn't really matter why one or the other in, in 21. Uh, well, you know what? Both. Let's just add that to the resolution list, skydiving and getting back in the cockpit and learning to fly uh, aircraft. All right. So Carrie, like I said, is a ferry pilot. He wrote a book about his adventures. We're going to get back on that and talk about some of the extreme stuff he's done. You know, kind of like that uh, what airplane repo stories and his TV show. What was dangerous flights? Is that what it was? Yep. We're going to talk about that and much, much more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight training professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Christmas is the time to say I love you. This is Just Playing Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and our special guest, Carrie McCauley, CarrieMcCauley.com. Uh, go there. You can order his uh, book, The Ferry Pilot. And uh, matter of fact, you're doing signed copies for the holidays right now, too, if they order right now. Is that the case, Carrie? I sure am. I just sent some out. Uh, still got plenty of time to get them by Christmas. There you go. And this uh, book documents a lot of his ferry adventures of uh, taking plans from one place on the planet to another. You know, maybe someone bought a plane. That's generally what it is. You're do, doing a delivery like that. Is that kind of the, the general thing that you were doing when, when you were doing that uh, more regularly, I guess, or what? Yeah, mo- almost exclusively airplanes that have been sold. So yeah. you get somebody in Ohio buys a plane that's in Singapore, and I'm the guy stupid enough to fly it over the ocean for him. <laughs> And uh, how many different ratings do you have? I would imagine with that type of service, you've got to be pretty in-depth uh, in a whole different type of uh, line of aircraft. What do you think? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm only typed in the Citation 650, um, but I did get to co-pilot on a couple of different jets. Uh, I've got all my ratings except uh, seaplane. I haven't banged that one out yet and or lighter than air, but okay. pretty much just jumping in about everything and let it rip. 
All right. So you were on this TV show, uh, Dangerous Flights, uh, years ago. That was before Airplane Repo, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. And uh, I, I, I'm not that familiar with that one, but it it's a, you know, a lot of the same type of stories. They would pilot these uh, or ferry these planes. That'd be uh, one thing you'd see a lot in airplane repo. And a lot of times the guys would be ferrying these planes. They have no idea what type of aircraft they were flying. They get in there and they're stealing it from some guy that didn't see. You weren't doing that kind of stuff. You were doing it totally on the up and up. And you didn't get up in the in the airplane halfway through the flight and realize, holy crap, this thing's full of snakes. Yeah, <laughs> none of that kind of stuff. Well, uh, actually... <laughs> No snakes, but that's pretty much what happens when you're ferrying planes. I mean, the the stuff we get, they might they might supposedly have a fresh annual, but you know, most of the planes we we ferried have been sold. And the reason yeah. a, a pilot will sell a plane is because he's not flying it, mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes a while to sell it. So a lot of these planes have sat for a while. Maintenance is always a huge factor in ferrying planes. Yeah. So when you go around, when you're doing one of these type of uh, ferry adventures. Uh, the walk around has to be like insane, isn't it? I mean, are you like extra careful when you're doing that kind of thing? And, uh, because like you said, they've been sitting around for so long or are you actually digging in because of your mechanical background and expertise a little bit more than your typical walk around when you're doing a ferry, uh, adventure like that? Oh yeah. We look through them as absolutely carefully as you can. Um, you know, I'll always cut open the fuel felt or oil filter, check for metal, and then really mm-hmm. dig into it a lot because I've found a lot of stuff. But I've had so many, so many mechanical mechanical problems with the planes I've flown. It's unbelievable. Really? Actually, a lot of problems with brand new planes too. I'm not, I'm not a fan of ferrying brand new airplanes. I like it. I like them to have a couple hundred hours. That's about the sweet spot. Okay, you want you want them broken in a, a tad, but seriously, so you actually cut the uh, oil filter open. If it's oh, one yeah. that's been sitting around a while. So that's just standard protocol when you were doing that type of thing? Yep, yep. Well, hmm. typically we'll pick it up someplace else and take it back to our shop in in St. Paul if, if we got to put tanks in it. So I usually will fly it a little bit before we'll cut the oil because most of the time it'll have a fresh annual. So it's got new oil in it and a new oil filter, and you can't tell anything from that. Oh, I gotcha. I'll fly it for a while, at least put a few hours on it if it makes it that far, and then I'll cut the fil- the oil filter open before I'll take it over the ocean. Okay. So other than the time when you actually had to blow the uh, – what was the thing you had to blow to keep the tank fuel running? The air pressure line yes. pressurized the ferry tank. And you had to manually blow that to make sure you could keep flying or just yep. maybe even stay in the sky at that point. I mean, you had lost power when this happened? Well, the, the, that line is supposed to pressurize the ferry tank, and that moves the f- fuel that's in the ferry tank out to the wing tank so it could right. use it. Okay. And it happened to be right in the middle of the Atlantic, and I didn't have enough gas to get back to Canada or to Europe in the wing tank. So I need, I had to have that gas. So I literally had to blow in that tank to force that air out to the wings. It took me, I blew consistently for about eight and a half hours. Wow. Wow. That, that had to be quite an experience. Very exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) But but, 15,000 feet, no oxygen. But that isn't the only story it's documented in your book. I know there's all kinds of crazy adventures. I mean, uh, we, we joked a little bit about uh, snakes. You never had snakes. And, but uh, did you ever have anything else you found on the aircraft, you know, when you're flying in a, in a ferry and go, holy crap, what do I what do I get myself into now? Oh, yeah, boy. I just 
con- so many things happened. I lost an engine at 19,000 feet penetrating a wall of thunderstorms in a Mooney. Had to dead stick back to an airport. Wow. Um, lost an alternator at night over the Sahara and had to buy- fly by flashlight for eight hours um, in IMC conditions with absolutely no no juice left in the battery. Pumped the gear down when I got there. Um, now, how, how does that work? So you you lost power, and you're you're flying with a flashlight. Explain yep. that uh, adventure a little bit. Yeah, well, I'd left Agadir, Morocco. I was flying down the bulge of Africa to the Ivory Coast, uh, about eighteen hundred miles. You fly that route at night to avoid the afternoon thunderstorms down by the equator. Okay. And I got chased out of Morocco by a sandstorm, um, mm. so I couldn't turn back. And Just like in the mummy. Just yeah. like in the moment, you okay. see a big wall of stuff coming. Yeah. And there's no, there's no airports between Morocco and Ivory Coast. You're flying over the Sahara, and there's absolutely nothing out there. And it was going to be about a 14-hour trip. And three hours into it, the alternator light came on and indicating that I'd lost my alternator. Hmm. I turned off everything I could. And the last thing I did was I keyed the – I have a HF radio on the plane. It's like a ham radio. To right. Talk long distances. I keyed the mic to try to tell ATC that they weren't going to hear from me for the rest of the night. And that was a mistake because it drained my battery completely. Those things take a ton of juice. Hmm. And so all the lights in the cockpit went out and I got my flashlight out quick. Cause you can't, you can't see the engine instruments or the flight instruments. You're going to crash. Hmm. And I pretty much had to spend the whole night flying, hand flying that by flashlight. Wow. And, and that was the night I realized that if you're ever going to fly at night, bring two flashlights. <laughs> because when I had to change batteries and the only one I had, that was pretty nerve-wracking because my life literally depended on getting that right. So, How about that? Fun well, stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're scuba diving, you, you go on a night dive, you have a, a primary and a secondary. I guess we need to. Add that to our flying kit there, Dennis, you think? I never well, I think I've, I'll subscribe to the cave diving theory. Uh, take two plus a backup. You know? Yeah. I <laughs> mean, you but, but you had to fly, you said, like uh, eight hours by flashlight like that. So, Carrie, I mean, at some point, did you think you could just put it down in the sand for a while and then regroup the next day? Or that wasn't an option? Not really an option. I mean, it's it pitch black out there. When, when you're in the desert, there's no lights on the ground at all. So yeah. there's... It's like flying in a coal mine and wow. you just, you know, I was in the clouds for a long time, so it didn't matter that I was over the desert, but even when the clouds went away, there was nothing, but the stars actually, it got kind of bright out, you know, just seeing by starlight, uh, it was, it was amazing. Once your light eyes got adapted to it, how, right. how beautiful it was that night. But oh, I bet. It was a long night. I was kind of tired by the end. Yeah. Yeah. But putting it down early wasn't an option. You had to get to no. your, uh, destination or get to that airport and then, and do it. And did they yell at you? Uh, you know, in some language you couldn't understand, by the way. They they did. I couldn't, I had no radio, so I couldn't contact the tower. So I just came in and landed. And uh, I immediately got dragged to the airport manager's office. And they screaming at me till they had three, 10 different countries searching for me all night. And if, all kinds of things, threatening to throw me in jail. And uh, Wow. Well, did you tell them like, you had uh, pissed off the Scorpion King? And there was a sand, <laughs> sand cloud with a giant man face. About the engulf, yeah, yeah, they probably would. I explained it to them. Yeah, okay, and they probably gave you the same look as I could imagine. All right, look, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Oh my, it smells like Grandma's house at Christmas. That's when we found her dead on the toilet. Merry Christmas, baby. You sure treat me nice. And I feel just like I'm living, living in paradise. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis and our special guest, Carrie McCauley. Uh, CarrieMcCauley.com. Check him out online. Order his book. You'll be happy. We're just, uh, you know, it's, it's nice uh, that he's sharing some of his holiday time with us. To help us navigate the latest aviation news and information here. Uh, by the way, we you know we can't go without mentioning uh, Chuck Yeager. Uh, big deal for the aviation world. Would you not agree there, Dennis? What do you think? I would agree. It's a, a, a terrible loss. I mean, Chuck Yeager was the epitome of the right stuff. I mean, it wasn't just the book. Uh, he really had the right stuff. He, if, For those that don't know, Chuck Yeager was the first person to break the sound barrier uh, back in the 1940s. Uh, started off as a private in the army fixing airplanes, eventually became a flight officer and worked his way up to brigadier general over the years. Uh, he served in Vietnam. So he, and he was a test pilot at, at uh, Edwards air force base back when it was still called Burrock dry lake bed. Well, there so, you, go. you know, it's, it's a big loss. Uh, you know, everybody knew of Chuck Yeager. Uh, and if, if you've never read his autobiography and you want to hear, you know, read some great adventures about the early days of flying, go get the book Yeager. Um, you won't regret reading it. Mm-hmm. He did all the stuff uh, that you, you know, now we know better not to do. <laughs> he he kind of set the bar, you know. And uh, Carrie, you you uh, actually had a brush with with his greatness at some point, right? You, you actually flew with him? Is that what you yeah, told Yeah, I people? actually flew with him. Well, yeah. sort of. We took off, we left the ground. And, okay, I rode in an elevator with him one oh, time, but it's right. kind of the same thing. It counts. Hey, it why counts. not? You leave the little details out. Yeah. We, it's a better uh, story that way. We ascended uh, through the altitude together or something. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. I, but not the case for you, Dennis. You never came across Chuck Lane. No, Yeager, that so. was, I, I will always regret it. But, you know, I understand the chances of trying to meet up with somebody of his stature is probably pretty slim. Um, but it was always a, a goal of mine would have been to, you know, be able to shake his hand and just because he really did inspire me, you know, and, he was somebody to look up to, yeah. you know, he was very instrumental with the space program, even though he was never a NASA astronaut, a lot of what he did paved the way for the Apollo missions and everything that, that came beyond that. So, right. Um, yeah, we, we definitely lost a great one. Well, no doubt. And, and I never had the opportunity to meet him, uh, myself, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet some other aviation legends, and, uh, you know, it's, it's weird when I go up to him because I say, Hey, you know, I do this radio show and I'm trying to learn how to fly and, and you're kind of to blame for where I am right now. And they kind of look at me odd, like, like, Oh God, please don't put that on us. But that's a whole nother issue. And I think it just applies to me. So we'll just leave that where, it, where it is. All right. So, uh, we have a couple other, uh, news nuggets to share with the passengers today. So, Dennis, in your old neck of the woods, and I guess, well, in, in Carrie's current uh, vicinity, there was uh, some pretty big aviation news. Uh, what? It was, uh, I guess, a couple weeks ago, right? Has it been two yeah, weeks about, now? About two weeks now. Um, but if you hadn't seen it on the uh, the network news or on the uh, the YouTubes, uh, there was a, a rather interesting uh, 
emergency landing in the Minneapolis area here. Uh, a Belanca Viking had a total power or total engine failure at night mm. and successfully put the airplane down on Interstate 35, just north of downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, that video went viral for sure. Uh, I saw it and uh, it made the rounds, no doubt. But it, yeah, it, it, you know, numerous comments about uh, people wondering if he drove a BMW because they didn't see him use his turn signals as he was merging and <laughs> right. things like that. <laughs> But it was pretty, you know, it was pretty tight where he, he had dropped the plane in front of a couple cars on the highway and right behind another one that would have gotten out of the way. You, you, I, when I first watched it, I wasn't even sure if the car got clipped. But Carrie, you're saying that uh, the car in front did actually get nicked or bumped uh, by the plane on the right side of the, well, the right uh Right wing clipped it a little bit, I believe, didn't it? Yeah, it really looks like it looks like he did a great job. I mean, I've practiced this maneuver in my head a thousand times. That's yeah. exactly what I would plan on doing. You lose the engine at night, and there's a freeway there. You dive down and try to slip it in between the cars. And he did a masterful job. At the last second, the car in front of him hit the brakes, and so he kind of hit him with the right wing tip, and that's what kind of half semi cartwheeled him up onto the media. But right. Great job. Applause. Yeah. Hey, Everybody he walked, walked away. away. Exactly. Yep. That that was the key. That car wouldn't have got clipped, but he, like I said, he hit the brakes. Uh, what, he saw the lights behind him, thought it was a cop or something? Who knows? Probably Can you imagine? So, probably. I mean, if you're driving and you see something, all of a sudden go, ah, I'm being invaded <laughs> by aliens. There's an airplane yeah. in my rear view mirror. That's not something you want to see. I mean, yeah. I've seen the signs on the side of the highway out in California. It says patrolled by aircraft, but I don't think that's what they meant in this case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you're listening right now and you're a driver and not a pilot and a plane comes down behind you, hit the gas. Step on Get the it. hell out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, God bless him. He got away with it. And uh, well, and his video went viral too. So, but, and he was up in your area. You don't know the guy though. Do you carry or know anyone nope, who knows him? Nope, no, nope, no, don't know him, but yeah, that's right. Right down the road. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, uh, I mean, I, I, he has a lot to be thankful for during the holidays, I guess. What else is going on, Dennis? We got, uh, some other little news nuggets we want to share before we wrap up our holiday edition of the big show today. What do you think? We do. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the COVID vaccines getting their approval, but, uh, I, just been seeing a couple of articles where the uh, FAA is cautioning pilots to not be the first one to try this because it is still considered an experimental uh, treatment and has not been approved by the FAA yet. So if you were to get a COVID vaccine right away, potentially you could be jeopardizing your medical. Uh, what? And, yep. That damned seems if you do crazy. and damned if you don't, right? But, you know, until they have a chance to really determine what the effects are, the FAA is saying don't get your COVID vaccine yet. So hmm. just wait until, you know, I'm sure they're going to speed the approval through the process, but uh, you don't want to be the first one because you might be grounded. Would you even have to tell them? I mean, what yes. is the... Do you have to tell them if you get <laughs> a vaccine? you're stupid. <laughs> well, but I mean... It, you do realize, you know, especially like in my case with basic med, I have to self-certify. So right. you know, they're telling us right now that if you do that, you knowingly are not certified. You know, you, you took it, you know it, you shouldn't do it. And even if with a, a third class or any other type of medical, if you know of any disqualified conditions, you're not allowed to exercise your privileges. So it could come back to you that if they were to investigate it. So just avoid it at this point, you mm. know. Well, I, I mean, if you took the vaccine and then you laid your plane down on a highway and clipped the car in front of you, 
they, that might create a problem. But I, I can't imagine this is going to be a big issue. I mean, they, what, I think what they're saying is that if you got the vaccine, you probably don't want to fly for at least a couple of days anyway. Just make sure you don't have any reaction, right? That makes sense. Carrie, that help me sense, out here. But- is it common sense doesn't come into play when we're talking about the FAA? What's your experience? Exactly. Yeah. They're not happy until you're not happy. <laughs> okay. So right. just just be smart be about it and just wait until the FAA actually comes out with an official statement on it. But right now it's still a gray area and they are are in the process of, you know, granting an approval, but you know how fast they move. Well, I maybe they'll uh become, you know, part of Operation Warp Speed. I mean, that's kind of like an aviation term. Maybe they can get on board with that whole idea and be a part of that because they don't want to. They don't want to stop the progress on this. I mean, uh, I you know, we, we, the pilots got to stay uh, healthy. You know, they and, do. And in fact, there was an article that kind of contradicts this whole thing because uh, we're seeing a uptick in COVID cases amongst cargo airline pilots because you know there's been a whole bunch of cargo flights, uh, much more so than passenger flights, and they're seeing a, a disproportionate number of cases now being attributed to those cargo pilots. So you know, on one hand, we should get them vaccinated so that they're not getting infected and in you know spreading the the virus. But on the other hand, if they do, they lose their medical and can't fly. So I guess they're not going to be able to spread the virus anyway. So, yeah. Well, what's know. the cargo? Uh, coronavirus? I mean. Um, <laughs> it's anything you want from Amazon and yeah. their suppliers. Well, I don't got to worry about it. I had COVID, survived. I still have the antibodies. I'm good yeah, to go. Superhuman. Right? There you go. I got super blood. And on that disturbing note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than, than learning, learning to, to fly. fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.